it seems like COVID has changed everything, doesn't it? I mean, it's changed access to customers. It's changed where you work from because now you might be working from home. But here's the question. Has it changed the importance of relationships with customers? That's an important question. And it's what I'm going to be talking about today on this episode of the Medical Sales Guru podcast and the Medical Sales Channel on YouTube. I think you'll want to hear about this. Hello, my friends. This is Mace Haroff. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Medical Sales Guru podcast and the Medical Sales Channel on YouTube. It is also posted on my website at medicalsalestraining.com. And wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Spotify or iTunes or Google, I will be there. If there's a particular platform where you're not finding me and you'd like to find me, let me know and we will try to show up there as well. So today... I'm going to be talking about relationships. And the question that I often get asked is, do relationships still matter like they used to? And the answer is yes, but the type of relationship matters a little bit more than it used to. In traditional sales, we always used to look at relationships as social behaviors, such as making friends with your customers, being liked, doing social things like going out to dinner, going to happy hour, taking a vacation together, or just hanging out in your customer's backyard every now and then. This has changed. Your customers aren't looking for friends. And the reality is, Having friends doesn't really pay the bills. And now we've got this new thing that's crept into our life. It is called the coronavirus, the disease known as COVID-19, by the way. And it has really changed things quite a bit. So are relationships still important in this age of COVID? And the answer is absolutely. It really is. But the mistake that a lot of reps are making is believing that building and maintaining these good relationships is all that's going to be necessary to succeed in medical sales. Uh, It's great when you and your customers have similar interests, when you can socialize together. That's all wonderful. But business is different. You want, I know you want because I know you, I know what you do. You want the type of relationship that creates sales. You're not looking for likes. Getting a thumbs up on your social media won't put money in your pocket. That's not what this is about. This is a time to build relationships that drive sales. Now, relationships that drive sales, what do they look like? I hope you're asking that question because that's the next logical question. Well, relationships that build sales are the kind that consistently demonstrate value to the customer. It's not about being liked or being a nice guy. It's about them choosing you as a vendor because you focus on helping them instead of trying to be liked. Let me give you an example of what sales reps do who try to be liked. They bring food. Now, I know a lot of reps do this. You're probably one of them who does this. And what is food? Food is really a bribe to get you into the office, to get a few minutes with your targeted prospect or customer. So let's look at this from the standpoint of the customer, okay? Most 
healthcare professionals and hospital decision makers, they can afford to buy their own food. They really can. So when you deliver a meal to them, it's not like they're a starving person who are isolated on an island out in the South Pacific and suddenly you show up in a helicopter and parachute a picnic basket down to them that saves their lives. It is not that. Most reps do this. Most reps bring food because they want access and they want to be liked. Now, you might want to be liked. Let me ask you this. Are your customers, are they looking for friends? Do they feel that, well, you know, medical device reps, drug reps, durable medical equipment reps, these are the only people who will be friends with me? Probably not the case. What are they looking for from you? They're looking for solutions. They're not looking for cupcakes. And if you're looking for friends because you want to be adored, then get a dog. When it comes to building relationships with accounts, build them to drive business. So let's talk about delivering solutions that will drive business. Now, most reps, when they call on customers, they like to ask this stupid question. You might have ask this question at one point in your life. Here's a question. Um, Doctor, what's your biggest challenge? As if there was only one. Think about this. Asking this question suggests a few things. It's really accusatory, isn't it? For one thing, you're accusing them of having challenges. Now, do they have challenges? Of course they have challenges. They're human beings. All human beings have challenges, especially during this time of COVID. They definitely have challenges. But some of your customers, if you ask them that question, they might find it a little insulting. It's like asking someone, "Uh, tell me, why are you such a failure? Why is it that treating your patients is never successful or you're not generating sales like like you want, if someone were to ask you that question. It's not exactly endearing to them. You see, your value as a medical rep is helping your accounts to identify or recognize the challenges they have, and then to help them find solutions. And yes, those solutions can be some of the products and services you provide. That's what's really cool. That's why I'm talking about this. But don't forget, your customers your accounts, healthcare professionals, they don't know what all their challenges are. Here's what they do know, especially during this time of COVID. They know that things are off. We're not seeing as many patients as we used to. Uh, Our practice margins are smaller than they used to be. Uh, Some of our patients aren't getting the follow-up care that they need. So if you think about this, Are they experiencing the cause? No, they're experiencing symptoms. These these things they could tell you about are symptoms, and they're not thinking about the cause. Let me give you an example. I spoke to a dental rep who shared with me that people didn't want to go to the dentist during COVID. Uh, Gee, that's a shocker. Now, why is that? Well, let's think about what it's like when you go to the dentist. Uh, You're sitting in a chair. Uh, tilted way back, your mouth is open, and there is another person just inches 
from your face. So much for social distancing, my friends, during a global pandemic, not exactly something most of us want to do. Now, let's think about this situation for a second. Who's really more at risk? Is it the patient? Um, If you want to pretend to be the patient, it would be you. Or is it the dental staff? Well, first of all, if you're the patient, you were unmasked. Yes, you were a mask, but you take your mask off. And this is a tissue. I hope you were a better mask than a tissue. But you take your mask off. So um, you're not wearing a mask. And you may feel a little bit uncomfortable about that. Um, the staff is masked. They have a mask over their face. So they are not exhaling droplets right into your open mouth. But yet you're exhaling, you're kind of showering them with droplets, especially when they're using those power tools, the drills and the suction and all that stuff. That's going up in the air and they are really more at risk. So let's look at this. Who is really at risk? Well, this has changed over the recent months because a lot of people have been vaccinated, but medical staff have all been vaccinated. So the chances of your dental staff Uh, having COVID and passing it on to you are very, very small, possible, but small. And again, remember, they're masked. So most dental staffs, medical staffs have been the first to be vaccinated. They're unlikely to have COVID. Now, the dentists and their staff, again, they're working with these tools that aerosolize a patient's saliva. These high-speed drills are just turning it into an aerosol that gets sprayed all around them. Uh, Plus, sometimes patients gag and cough when they're having x-rays taken or when they forget to suction your mouth and all the saliva is just accumulating in there and you feel like you're going to drown. Or, oh yeah, if you've ever had an impression for a crown where they put those things in your mouth, you start gagging and yeah, you're coughing and again, you're spraying all kinds of stuff out of you. So the question is, who's more at risk? I hope you could see clearly it's the staff. But what's the problem? The problem is patients aren't coming in because patients are afraid of catching COVID. Now, dental manufacturers, knowing that this has created a need to address these fears, they've created all kinds of accessories and equipment to protect the staff. They have things such as add-on shields and suction adapters to minimize aerosols, etc. So, All these dental practices are promoting all this new equipment that they're getting, and most of it is to protect the staff. In other words, the patients aren't sensing that this is all here to protect me. And as a result, they're not going to the dentist. So patients might be trickling in, but not as expected. Why is it? It's because patients don't really know what the dentists are doing to protect them. So I was talking to this dental rep about how she could deliver value to the accounts. And she said business was down because patients have canceled appointments. They're waiting to be vaccinated. And this is a little bit earlier in the pandemic. So I asked, what are they doing? What are doctors doing to make patients feel safe? And she said, well, most are talking about how they've revamped the office. They'll say we've added new air filters. 
which filter viral particles out of the air. We have splash shields. Uh, we wear PPE, personal protective equipment, when we're seeing our patients, et cetera, et cetera. So again, this sounds great, but a lot of patients still aren't booking because they don't feel safe. You see, what the practices are doing, you should recognize this as a salesperson. I hope you are. The practices are selling features to patients without selling the benefits. In other words, they don't see the connection between the PPE, the splash shields, the masks that the healthcare professionals are wearing. They don't understand how it's benefiting them. So one of the ways that you can help your accounts is by teaching them how to sell. Now, you should be able to do this because you are a medical sales professional, right? That's your title. Hopefully, that's the one you use. I know a lot of, a lot of people don't like the term sales rep, so they'll say, I'm a territory manager, or I'm a technical advisor, or I'm a marketing consultant. Whatever it is, keep in mind that your customers, they know how you get paid. They know what you do for a living. But the reality is you're a sales professional. You should know how to sell, and you should be able to teach others how to sell. So teach them how to sell their services to their patients in the way that the patients feel safe coming to their office. So how do you do this? First of all, you want to have a story to tell. So you want to be able to develop a story, but you want to validate it. It has to be a real story. So find a practice that has been busy during the pandemic and ask them what they've been doing to make patients feel safe. And you might want to ask them if they've been doing these things, because again, they don't always know what they're doing. You have to prime them a little bit. You could say, have you been calling patients to inform them what you've changed or implemented to protect them? Uh, For example, do you mention that all staff members have been fully vaccinated? Do you mention that all staff members have had COVID tests, that every patient's temperature is checked when they arrive at the office, that patients, instead of sitting in the waiting room, are asked to wait in their car and you call them in only when the staff is ready for them? What you want to be able to do is you want them to be able to explain to the patient that the patient is not at risk as much as the staff is, even though the patient is unmasked. They need to remind the patients that they wear masks mainly to protect the patient and not so much themselves. Remember, we wear masks to protect other people more than we wear them to protect ourselves because unless you're wearing a custom-fitted N95 mask, you're still breathing in whatever is in the air. That's just the reality. You're breathing in less of it, but you are breathing it in. So the staff are gowned. They're wearing medical-grade masks and face shields and gloves. Um, the rooms are thoroughly disinfected between patients. And you use uh, alter- you alternate rooms so that there's a time for the room to air out and uh, be disinfected. So in other words, share. You want to teach them to share what they're doing to protect their patients. So your first step is to validate that a busy practice is doing this. Because once you've done that, now you have a case study to share. You can deliver value. So you could start by asking if, uh, when you're approaching a practice, are are cases down? Uh, And right now, again, cases are coming back up. If you're talking to a dental practice because people are being vaccinated, they're going back to the dentist, they're feeling more comfortable. But say, during the 
pandemic were cases down. And one thing that's a reality is there's still a lot of people who feel like they want to wait till COVID goes away. And here's one thing we know. COVID is not going away. Sad reality. Maybe at some time we'll reach herd immunity and it will be of no more significance than the cold virus or the flu, but right now it's here to stay. So what you want to help your practices to do is to be able to share with their patients how they are creating a safer experience for them. And you might say something along the lines of, you know, I've been sharing how many of the busier dental practices are making patients comfortable so they make and keep appointments. It's a simple change from how practices are promoting the changes they've made for safety. It's more about communicating information that patients need to hear to make them feel safe. And then go through the list you know, such as our staff is fully vaccinated, their chance of getting COVID is small. Everything we do is really to protect the patient. So what are you selling in this approach? You're probably saying, well, this is great, Mace, but I haven't talked about my product at all. I'm not going to get any sales out of this. What you're selling is you. Remember, the whole point of this podcast episode is to talk about building relationships since COVID appeared on the scene. Your customers have new problems, new issues that they're dealing with, and they could feel that something's off, but a lot of times they don't know exactly what it is. You're selling you by serving them. You're delivering value at, an, at a time when your accounts need it. You're making your contacts with them about them instead of about you, instead of about the sale. So, relationships are important. It's in this, I hate to use this term, people are calling it the new normal. In this shifting normal, there will always be a new next. Nothing's going to be normal. Things will always be changing. But at this particular moment, in any moment in the future, if you serve more, you will sell more. Now, I use the dental practice as an example here. And you might be thinking, well, I don't sell to dentists. I sell to doctors. I sell to retail pharmacies. I sell to physical therapists. Uh, I sell to hospital consortiums. I sell to GPOs. Whatever it is, this strategy will work for you if you apply it. Help them to engage with their customers, with their patients. So this is a concept that could help you tremendously. It's about serving more to build better relationships that drive business so you can sell more. So I'd like to know that you got this. Please leave a comment if you're on YouTube or in the podcast. Leave a comment to let me know how you are going to use this in your territory. Just share it in the, in the comments below. Also, tell me what market you're in. Uh, I'm going to be cranking uh, out videos every week, just about every week. I'm going to really try to get on a regular schedule here. And if you want to make sure that you don't miss out, please, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, click the like button, because again, that's the currency that keeps these things going. We're trying to build the audience. We're trying to get this out to more people. When you do that, it helps me to help you. And click on that little bell on the page to be notified of new videos as they come out. And also want to let you know, 
that this video has been brought to you by Medical Sales Academy. And I would like you to learn a little bit more about my new blended medical sales masterclass at medicalsalesacademy.com. Just click on the red banner at the top of the homepage and you will learn how medical reps have been able to double and triple their access to customers during COVID by adding virtual sales calls to in-person sales calls, something that we are now teaching called the blended sales approach. Yes, my friends, the sales landscape might look a little different since COVID, but if you know how to overcome these challenges better than your competition, it gives you a competitive edge. That means the pandemic isn't something that's hurt you, that's harmed you, that's slowing your business. It means that if you know how to engage your customers in an adaptive way to help them during this very, very different and difficult time, it will create a strong competitive advantage for you. It can become your superpower. I'm here to help you do that. So don't forget to leave a comment. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Don't forget, as a medical sales professional, you get to make a difference. Get out there and make it. No matter what you do in your medical sales career, the patient always comes first. Go make a difference. I'm Mace Haroff. I love you for what you do. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.